The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is no substitute for professional care by your doctor or your qualified healthcare professional. Never disregard or delay professional medical advice because of something you've heard on this podcast or in any linked material. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions. Dr. Shirley neither endorses nor opposes any particular opinion discussed on this podcast. The views expressed on this podcast have no relation to those of any academic, hospital, practice, institution, or other entity with which Dr. Shirley may be affiliated. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty. This podcast is curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD, as the definitive source of holistic wellness through beauty. Welcome back to part two of the Forever Fab podcast with my amazing guest, Laura Geller. Laura, do you consider yourself in the youth of your career, middle-aged in your career, or just in the middle of things? (laughs) That's a great question. Nobody ever asked me that. Why, thank you. You know, I don't consider myself, you know, at the beginning the middle or the end, actually, come to think of it. I certainly not the beginning. I feel like there, I've always felt this way since I started. And I think this is such an important thing to feel. But at the same time, you don't ever bask in the moment of success. I always feel like there's more to do, or mm. I haven't reached enough, or there's still people who definitely have not heard of the brand. And so I'm always, you know, my mind is always working on how can I make it better? How could I improve? And so I never feel like I'm done, finished at the end. Um, And I always say, thank God I'm still relevant at 63. And thank goodness I'm still needed because I don't feel like I'm ready to stop. So, you know, I don't know where that puts me. Maybe the middle, maybe. In the middle of things. Yeah, in the middle. And still going. Thank goodness. I would say that you, your, what you offer Um, is even more relevant today, for sure. I think people Uh, are starting to feel a lot more comfortable and embracing where they are and who they are and just, you know, and letting that, and just letting that show and being really proud of it. So Mm -hmm. I think you are perfectly suited for the moment and beyond. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. (laughs) Is there... Is there anything you would want to go back to? Anything you'd like to redo or wish you could have done better? Yes, that is definitely, you know, it's funny. I'll, I'll tell people, don't rear view. Don't look back. You know, there's a reason why you went through it and uh, it got you to where you are today. And it's part of your story. And all of that is true. But I think that if I could have talked to myself, mm-hmm from today to when I really was, when the rhythm of things and the momentum was picking up, I would have said, okay, couple things here. You can't do it all. You have to make a decision. Something has to go because you're trying to do everything and things are falling through the cracks. And I don't mean being a, a wife and a mother and a household. I'm talking career only right now. Yeah. Um, I think that I was not ready to let go of the the business I had built up that I was working personally at 
And yet QVC was had more demands on me. And I didn't even have time to think about who the right people to hire were. And I was just trying to be the, the chief cook and bottle washer. And I, you can't, you just can't. So I would probably advise anybody, you know, um, really pick and choose what you are good at and, and spend time on what you're good at and find the right people. Yeah. You know, you can't always be sure they're going to be the right people. And that was, you know, certainly along the way, I had some major disappointments in people I selected that I thought I could trust. Um, but that's not a learning. That's something that happens and, and you learn from it and you learn how to hire better or to surround yourself better with the people that, um, you know, you need. So, yeah, I mean, it's those kinds of things. Um, and probably I would say, you know, I didn't have the mentorship of availability. Um, mm. I think whatever it is, you know, a, a, to any of your listeners that they are trying to get more involved in, there's so much mentorship available. There's so many organizations for different, you know, things that we do today that you should definitely sign up for them and immerse yourself in them and do your homework. I think I was, not, I didn't have that all available to me. So my success came much later. People say, you know, you're a 40 year overnight success. <laughs> <laughs> and one of those organizations, one, one in which you are very much involved is CEW cosmetic executive women, right? Yes. Oh yes. From the very beginning. And I that, let me tell you, I have told more people who are in this industry or getting into the industry to join because they have so much mentorship there. And I I am so grateful to that organization and the president, Carlotta. They're just such nurturing people. And, you know, there are a lot of women my age who have lost their jobs. Um, and, you know, because they were high earners and companies, you know, needed to bring in younger people who can make less money and build them up. And CEW is a place you can go and network and really find people who might need your skill set so that you can do whatever it may be consulting with your skill set. So I'm grateful to them. Yeah, I agree with you. I've been a member of the CEW for a number of years, and I have definitely taken advantage of their seminar seminars and supported, you know, their their galas and award shows. And just frankly, because I I want to be able to support my tribe. I want to be able to support women in beauty. I mean, for crying out loud, we are beauty, right? Yes. Yes. So, yeah. Yes, and it's nice. I mean, like I said, there that didn't exist when I first started. I mean. Now you can tell that to someone and it's such an advantage yeah. for anybody getting into the industry. I agree. What do you love about the beauty industry? You know, I love how good it makes you feel. Yeah. You know, listen, I, I, I have clients through the years, you know, who, and today who you would look at and say, oh my God, they're not even wearing makeup, but they still love it. They still buy it. They collect it. It's um, for me, the business of color cosmetics in particular, which is my avenue. Yes. Um, I think it's still like being a kid in a candy store or getting that fresh box of crayons that you can't wait to try this new color and see what it's going to look like on paper. Um, so I think there's still that mystique behind it and it keeps evolving. And there's so many new things that you want to get your hands on. So beside the play of it all, 
it's transformative and it makes you, it makes you feel better. And so I feel lucky I'm in a business of something that makes people feel better because I know what it does for me and my emotional state of mind. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I'm more of a skincare person because the only makeup I ever wore was put on me when I was a ballet dancer and it was very theatrical. So obviously you stop, the show ends, you take it off and I never learned how to wear makeup. But every once in a while I have to, you know, put on a little mascara and lip gloss and and even that alone, I, I agree with you. I love the play of it. I love that it transforms you. And I love how at least I do look much better in pictures with makeup on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, you know, it doesn't have to be a lot. And I think that's where the brand, you know, has so much success is that we've never been a brand that, you know, taught people to do a lot to their face. It was always about enhancement and taking the least amount to enhance what you already have. And I think that in the lifestyle we're all living today, um, for good or for bad, I mean, it's really resonated with people. Yep. I agree with you. Well, we have that in common. We try to enhance people's natural beauty. I like that. Now, what would you change about the beauty industry, if anything? Yeah. Um, I think there's an oversaturation, but I can't change that. Yeah. Um, I think that um, there's a lot of mixed messaging, which is disturbing to me because I think it's confusing to people, Um, not just in ingredients. And, you know, I see it with my own friends, you know, they, they come to me and they'll say, oh my God, what do I need? Like, I, I don't like the way I look and my eyes are so, you know, they're hooded and they're dry. And someone told me I shouldn't wear pearl eyeshadow. Somebody else told me only wear matte. Someone told me not to use this, but to use that. I think, you know, I wish everybody would not put down um, other people's, you know, lines and ingredients stick in your own lane and promote what you've got, but you don't need to be negative to be positive. Right. Um, And then I would say, I wish that celebrities would sometimes stay in their own lane. Ooh, I was just going, that was, what a segue. You totally read my mind because that is my next question. But you didn't say anything negative. You expressed your, you know, your expert opinion. And my question was going to be, you know, I I don't know, is it a trend? Speaking of trends, but more actually more specifically oversaturation. Let's talk about oversaturation. You touched on that point. Do you think without obviously mentioning particular brands, do you think that the barrier to beauty industry to the, to beauty entry is too low and regarding some of these new celebrity brands? Do you think that they are viable or do they have longevity? Well, let me say this. I think the bar is too low. Mm-hmm. And I think today, if you've got a big following, I think it's very easy for you to get the word out. Um, and certainly much faster than people who have lived it, breathed it, knowledgeable about it, but certainly don't have that cachet and that Twitter following and that, Mm. you know, Instagram following. Yeah. So I think, you know, that for me is a bit frustrating, but I, I have seen a lot of um, successes and I've seen a lot, I've seen a number of failures. And I think it's because if you really aren't involved in it, if you really aren't educated about it and really you just hire people to do it for you, 
then you're not passionate about it. And yeah. chances are you're not going to stay successful at it. Got um, it. That's really where it's at. I share your opinion. I thought you would. I had no, no surprise there. Yeah. And regarding mixed messaging or confusing messaging of all the beauty trends or initiatives that are out there, clean beauty, organic beauty, sustainable beauty, you know, this, that, and the other, what do you think we should keep and, and which do you think we should leave behind? You know, I, I'm not an expert in any of those areas, clean, sustainable, I don't think anyone is. Who knows what how they're really defined? Yeah. I mean, I remember um, when, when there was starting to be a shift in clean beauty. I remember then, you know, sustainable. And I remember talking to my team saying, oh, my God, you know, I think we're going to have to talk about, like, should we be using containers that can be recycled? Should we, you know, can we not use, you know, these paper boxes? Can we just use, you know, and... And I remember thinking, I was panicked because I saw other brands trying to do it. And I thought, do I need to get on this bandwagon? Right. And I realized unless I was going to do it completely because I believed in that so wholeheartedly that to do it a little bit or just a little way was not um, significant enough. And it wasn't really who we were. And then not to say that I don't believe in clean or natural or sustainable, Right. Those things are very important to me. Um, and, you know, I think everybody would agree, but I don't think you have to be everything to everybody. You can't. Right. And so I'll probably lose a section, a, a segment of people who only believe in that, but then there'll be another group of people that go, you know what? I like what you stand for. I like what you do. So I think that's, you know, don't try to be everything to everybody. You can't. Yeah, I think that's key. I agree. I have um, said in the past, and I say it often, that giving back is the new luxury. And I think giving back is indeed beautiful. You, Laura, have contributed generously to many charities and philanthropic organizations. Do you believe that giving back is the new imperative for beauty brands? I think it should be. I, I don't think it should be a new imperative. I think it should be if you can. Yeah. So, and there's so many ways to give back, whether it's monetarily or otherwise. Um, you know, for me, it was always monetarily because I wasn't that person who could, you know, truly roll up my sleeves, go to another country. And I admire people who could do that and really just jump in and help where they can. But for me, I thought if you could like give back, you know, from every sale, 10% or whatever you, whatever you deem that you can afford to do. Right. Um, you don't realize how much I would have never believed that the sale of this one item, this one skew that we created, I knew that I was going to pick a skew that would have longevity so that we could over time, you know, earn enough money to give back to yep. cancer charities. So I purposely picked something like that, but that was um, when I realized how much I gave. Yeah. I went, oh my God, why doesn't everybody? And I think a lot of people do it. I do. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people don't talk about it and they go under the radar. And then there's a lot of people that like to brag about it. And, um, and that's okay too, because if it means getting the word out to someone else, I think it should be everybody's imperative. Everybody should give back wherever they can. Um, it just 
so important. There's so much need out in this world today. Very true. Well, you've been giving back for over 20 years, and you have been in the business of helping to make the world a more beautiful place for over 20 years. Thank you. Thank you. It means a lot to me. I'm never going to stop. I mean, it's uh, from the work that you do. Yeah, I'm never going to stop. Good for you. Good for you. Never. Yep. That's yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So yeah. since the since you're never going to stop, I mean, you're just going to keep keep doing what you do so beautifully. What do you do to de-stress and decompress? Do you have a well-being routine or wellness rituals that help you to recharge? You know, I am going to tell you the truth. I'm going to be perfectly transparent. I relax a lot. Good for you. So when I'm not doing days that are nine to five, nine to 10 at night, you know, and I see that my next day is free, I unplug completely. And for me, I I mean, I know a lot of people have these wonderful wellness routines and I wish I had more of that in my life. And I'll talk to you one day about that. (laughs) But but right now for me, unplugging means being with friends. It means you know, whether it's going out for dinner or putting on a great movie on Netflix and sitting with my dog that I got during the pandemic um, and just being quiet with myself. Um, that's for me, it's it's my wellness routine right now and that's it ex- works. That's all you need. Yeah. What kind of dog do you have? I got an Aussie doodle. I, it, she came to, she came into my life. I didn't pick her. And um, she was the biggest blessing in my life. I got her in uh, late November of 2020. Um, I knew the pandemic, God willing, would have been over at some point, but um, we're still in it. (laughs) We're still in it. And I thank God because I get to be home with her a lot. And Gigi is, she's right next to me right now. Just, she's special. I love Gigi. Oh my gosh. That's fantastic. You'll have to send me a picture. Oh, I would love to. Uh, I have no trouble sending pictures of Gigi, trust me. Okay, great. Um, tell me one thing besides Gigi. Tell me one thing that most people don't know about you. Let's see. Um, I wish, you know, I always say when people tell me, oh, I've been married three times. I have two kids from this man. I always say, I don't have a story. I wish I had a better story to tell. You've got a fabulous story. You know, it's not so interesting though, but I will tell you that for those who don't know, I'm a single mom and um, gave birth to my son later in life. I was 40 when I had him. Congratulations. um, Yeah. And I had him on my own. And, you know, when people say you can't have it all, I say, you might not be able to have everything you want the way you want it, but you kind of can have it all if you really want something bad enough. And I was so busy with my career that I, and it was just the years were flying that I didn't take time to stop and go, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I want a family. I want a child. And um, I made that happen. I just made that happen. Well, good for you. I wish I had one of those like canned clap 
sound things. <laughs> I want to put it in right now. Oh, no. I feel your spirit, honey. I feel it. <laughs> I feel your round of applause. Trust me. Yes, I'm so proud of you. I know I, I don't know you well, but I just I just feel it deeply in my heart. I am absolutely proud of you. I Thank really you. am. So, so by doing this podcast, I hope that I've been doing you an honor and just putting you up on an even higher pedestal because you deserve at least that. So wow. Thank you I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, no, I don't, because I know you're going to say, no, yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> so I will not be one of those people who say, no, don't say that. <laughs> Thank you. Because you did make me feel terrific and you did help me to open up and you're an amazing interviewer with a phenomenal voice and speaking. Thank you so, much. Um, so thank you for giving me your time and choosing me and selecting me. Thank you. Well, the last few questions I hope are fun for you. What is your personal beauty routine? What does Laura Geller do? Oh, I love my routine. Yeah, tell me. <laughs> I do. And I, and I recommend this to everybody. I don't know that everybody can do it, but it's something that is a game changer. Okay, let's hear it. Okay. For those of you who don't see as well as you used to, stop being <laughs> so proud and get yourself a 10-time or a 5-time or an 8-time makeup mirror. And okay. although it may be scary to look in it because you see things you don't want to see, <laughs> the truth be told, if you do whatever you do to do your makeup, you will do a much better job because you will be so surprised at the errors and mistakes we make when we apply our makeup because we're in a rush or we're looking in a mirror where you don't see that well. So that would be my first tip. Look at it when you're all done in a mirror, magnifying mirror, and then go back to your one-time mirror because sometimes when you look at it in a one, you know, regular magnificate, not magnifying, I'm saying, you might go, oh, wait a minute. Let me soften that up a little bit. Got it. So you got to do that. And the second thing is to sit down when you do it. Oh my gosh. Um, do yeah. You stand or do you sit when you do your makeup? Um, the few times that I do, I always sit. You do good. Okay. Yeah. Um, most people will stand and, and look into a mirror or lean into a mirror. And um, I think you have to create an area where you're going to do your makeup so that it's relaxing, even if you're doing very little, because um, you'll be more inclined to stay longer because you're sitting and because you've created this special area. And I have my morning cup of coffee when I'm doing it. And I got to tell you, it's uh, I'm less rushed and I do a better job. And that's my morning routine. That's a moment. You're having a moment of self-care. Yeah. Yeah. That's my morning routine. <laughs> And of all the fabulous products you have on that site, I can't wait to try them. What is the one beauty product you absolutely positively cannot be without? Mm, that's a good one. <laughs> it's a hard one. I know there's so much good stuff. It's too much good stuff. And they're all my babies. Yes. Well, I'm not going to say spackle primer because that's not really color cosmetic. Um, okay. that, that preps your face, but of course it is important. I would have to say, <clears throat> if you put me on a desert island and you said you could only take one thing with you, <laughs> yes, I would say my bronze and brighten oh. because my bronze and brighten is not just a bronzer. It can be used as an eyeshadow. It could be used. Mm -hmm, it could be used as an eyebrow filler, um, a contour. 
Um, even as a highlighter, there's six different color pigments in it, and you can pull out the different colors if you want to with different size brushes and really create almost a whole face with just that one compact. Who doesn't love a multitasker? Yeah, really? Exactly. I mean, right? It doesn't, I mean, that's all I look for is anything that will multitask. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. I, does this, do we have to end? I mean, oh I, my God, I, I love my time with you and I hope I everybody else likes it too. Are you kidding me? This is fabulous. There's so many more questions I could ask. We'll just have to have you back for four parts, three and four and five and six. Okay, good, 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 good. Sign okay. me up. Yes, please. Thank you. Well, the, last, the last question is called the Fab Five. Okay. And everyone gets asked this question. It's like my signature question. What are your top five, all time top five recommendations for living a beautiful and fabulous life. Okay. We're not talking about makeup necessarily, right? Not necessarily. It's whatever okay. you want. Okay. I think that it has to be being caring and compassionate and a good listener. Yes. Um, and don't assume that anybody you're talking to, and I mean anybody, has it easier than you. Mm. Um, I think don't look to your left or to your right, but stay in your lane. Because I think if you look and say, why do they, how come they, how come I don't have, um, you will never enjoy what you do have and what you've uh, attained. Yes. Um, and that may be, you know, a loaded answer, both of those answers. So that could have covered one, two, three, four, and five already. Um, that actually covered three. <laughs> oh, I'm writing them down. But who's counting? Um, and then I think that, you know, I do think taking time for yourself and put it, you know, it's a hard one. I'm not good at it. I'm not going to lie. That's, I know how important it is because when I do do it, I recognize that I'm better for everybody else. Yeah. We all have to work on that. We all have to work on it. There's demands on our life, especially with, you know, ailing parents or grief and loss. Um, but I think surrounding yourself with your tribe, your peeps, yeah. like you said, yeah. um, they're the ones who are going to lift you up. It could be blood relative or it could be not, but you've got to find them and you've got to have them lift you up and then find passion for something, just something, even yeah. if it's not a living, just find something that you've always been interested in and, and just, Try to make time for it a little bit. It will fill you and give back. I'm probably up to 10. <laughs> You're up to seven, but you know what? I'm going to let you have bonuses. <laughs> Thank you. That's so kind. kind of you. Oh kind. my goodness. Because I'm so full of wisdom and beauty. I mean, oh my gosh, it's just so oh much. I've right back at you. Down. Right back at you. I've written them all down. The fabulous, inimitable, epic, iconic, Le legendary in her own time. Laura Geller, thank you so much for being a guest on this podcast and, and spending time with me and sharing your love of beauty, sharing your, your love of people, your, your love of life. Thank, thank you for sharing you. that with me. You're most welcome. It was such a joy. Thank you for the time today. I hope you'll come back and talk to us again. You bet. This brings us to our close of this week's episode of the Forever Fab podcast with my fabulous guest, Laura Geller. Shop beauty products at lauragellercom 
Find your spackle at laurageller.com and follow Laura on social media at Laura J. Geller and also at Laura Geller Beauty. Thank you for listening to this week's Forever Fab podcast with my fabulous guest, Laura Geller. Until next time, stay beautiful inside and out. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty, curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD. Live beautifully and help make the world a more beautiful place.